4: Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. The
2: family of 40-year-old Greg Robertson angry and heartbroken just three days after police say he was shot to death in Waterbury early Sunday morning.
4: I'm just here demanding justice with my family. This has been very painful to deal with.
2: The family says they were told by detectives Robertson was an innocent bystander caught in the line of fire when gunshots rang out outside of the bunker social club. Police say 34-year-old German Pena Lopez of Waterbury was arrested in connection with the shooting and more arrests may follow. They need to be held accountable. The family says the father of three sons and a daughter...
0: And that's a little bit from Frank Recchia's recent report. He joins us right now live from News 12, one of the best Beat reporters that we have in the entire Fairfield County area. He knows just about everything and anything that's going on. Frank Reckia, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler show. Hello, hello.
2: Hello, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's always a pleasure, Frank. So, what? What? Tell us a little bit about. We played a little bit from your recent report. What went on in mm-hmm. Waterbury? What's going on?
2: Well, sure. You know, this is a problem that we've seen over and over again, and that is exactly why the family involved wants to talk about it and put a spotlight on it. Uh, Four o'clock Sunday morning this past weekend, a 40-year-old dad, brother, son, beloved figure in the Bridgeport community, uh, Gregory Robertson, was shot to death outside of a social club on Watertown Avenue in Waterbury. Now, the family reached out. Uh, And through an advocate, Tony Barr, in the community, I was connected. And it was heartbreaking to speak to the, the mom and the aunt because this man who was killed was said to be an innocent bystander who had moved out of Bridgeport, born and raised here, went to local schools, Harding Bridge Academy. He leaves the area to escape all the gun violence. And then a decade later, he comes back to visit his son, who lives in Bridgeport, and he is shot to death outside this club in Waterbury. Again, said to be an innocent bystander. So the focus of the story, Lisa, is the family wants to advocate. They want police to crack down statewide on social clubs that they say act as a magnet, especially in the black community, or gun violence. It's a heartbreaking scenario, and it was my honor to sit down with this family for a couple of hours yesterday and to hear their story.
0: So explain to me, when they call these things social clubs, What? Do, why are they magnets for violence? What's going on?
2: Well, you know, Lisa, based on my experience, I don't want to call out by name any establishment, but speaking in strictly general terms, we have seen time and time again over the years, uh, clubs where people go to have a good time. Certainly, everybody's right in this country. And, you know, it It always seems to be the same kind of scenario, generally speaking, where you have a bunch of people outside an establishment. People, by and large, I'm sure 99.9% are there to have a good time. But I, I think there is the the allegation, certainly coming from this family, that these clubs need to be regulated better, they say, to make sure that we, all of the codes and regulations, you as a judge can appreciate this, are being strictly enforced to minimize and hopefully eliminate, the family says, this type of deadly gun violence. I think what happens is, you know, anytime you get people together, this happens in all communities, you get people together, and perhaps alcoholic beverages are flowing yeah, freely. that's
0: what I'm saying. And so
2: thinking. it kind of, Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking alcohol, but the thing about the guns is that we have pretty strict gun laws in Connecticut, and they don't seem to, you know, they, they seem to have helped. We have a lower rate of gun violence than most other states in the country. The report just came out. But it doesn't mean that people are still not going to get a hold of guns they shouldn't and shoot them anyway. Are, are, is this family saying that they think that these social clubs are a magnet for gangs?
2: You know, I never heard them mention gangs. Uh, And I don't know that that is a component of this case at all. Uh, I think it's more about the, the deadly mix, as we just said, of alcohol and guns. And, you know, if there can be tighter regulation, stricter enforcement, perhaps there could be some legislative action taken. I don't know, certainly not my area of expertise. But what I can tell you for sure, Lisa, is that in decades of reporting, we see this time and time again. And more often than not, it is, quote, an innocent bystander who loses his or her life. Very sad.
0: It's so tragic. You know, I was reporting earlier on the fact that Jordan Hinton was sentenced for 40 years for killing Dion Rodney, a barber in Bridgeport. You probably covered that story. It was back in 2017, where the barber, where, where Mr. Rodney, You know, he was heroic. He was he rolled on the ground with a guy that had a gun in his hand to prevent, you know, anybody from getting killed in his barbershop. And he rolls out of the barbershop, and the partner, Mark Christian, shoots him. And he dies. And, I mean, oh, it was terrible. And anyway, the guy that shot him, Mark Christian, pled guilty, avoided a jury trial, accepted a plea bargain. He gets 25 years. Jordan Hinton, who didn't shoot him, but is charged with felony murder because of the murder that took place in the course of committing the felony he gets forty years, Frank, because the judge sentences him after a full jury trial where the jury convicted him of everything that he was charged with so you got one guy serving forty years even though he didn 't pull the trigger. You get another guy serving twenty five i mean uh, it's just uh, when we talk about criminal justice it's it 's impossible to generalize right it 's just very. Fact specific, and in the end, you get all you get all these innocent bystanders that this barber, this gentleman in Waterbury, innocent people going about their lives and victims of gun violence. It's we had forty five thousand people last year, Frank Recchia, uh, who died in this country. Forty five thousand people died in one year as a result of gun violence—homicide, suicide, and accident.
3: To find out if it's right for you.
2: You know, Lisa, you bring up a really important point. I had a news director, director a long time ago, a boss, a man that I worked for, and he used to make the point. He said that in his, at that time, fifty years, he was near retirement, fifty years in the news business, and he said, "I have never covered a single story where, where a gun in the hands of a good guy saved the day." said, I've been doing local news across America, markets big, small, medium. Not once have I ever covered a story where the good guy saves the day with the gun. But he said thousands, countless times, guns result in death through illicit circumstances. People own them illegally, suicides children playing with guns. And it was a point that was always interesting to consider that, you know, if guns are there to protect the good guy, Why do we not see these stories? And, you know, we see them from time to time. Certainly every year we hear about somebody in some part of the country who has an intruder. They get their gun. They shoot the guy dead. It makes the story for makes the news for 10 seconds. But apart from that, just think about the difference. You know, no moralizing here. No commentary. It's just factual. How many times does a good guy save the day with a gun versus The amount of gun deaths involved where it's just a simple tragedy. No good guy, bad guy involved. That's not the equation. It's just a tragedy with a gun, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And not to mention what happens in our schools. You know, I was chatting. I have a a goddaughter, and she's black. And the reason I mention that is because her race, I think, has a lot to do with what I'm going to tell you. And she is very, very dear to me. I mean, I know her since she's born. I adore her and i was sitting with her in the kitchen the other day she's staying at my house and we were chatting and she's now in her early 30s she has a serious boyfriend and she just said at the kitchen table i am not going to raise i'm not going to birth a child that's what she said i'm not going to birth a child in this country and raise them in this country to be a possible victim of gun violence i'm leaving this country to have my child that's what she said Oh, my gosh. I I was really, I have to tell you, I have been thinking about that, and she repeated it and repeated it and was adamant about it. She said it in front of me and her mom, who's my best friend, and uh, I keep thinking about her adamant statement about that. She will not, she's actively looking for other countries to live in. She's not pregnant yet, but she has a serious boyfriend, and she feels because of gun violence, because of the chance of, and she lives in D.C., which is, of course, you know, extremely victim to gun violence. She feels that between the schools and the movie theaters and the shopping centers and the randomness of gun violence, she will not take that chance. She's going to go elsewhere. And it was just stunning to me and really upsetting, but understandable.
2: Very, very sad. That's a a very profound, moving commentary on our situation, guns in America today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So, Frank Recchi, I want to thank you always for the reporting that you're doing. Can you want to follow up? Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about today and chat with us about here on uh, WICC?
2: Well, I think, you know, the fact that we are talking about gun violence and talking about legislative efforts, I think the first step has got to be discussion, conversations, that everybody's concerned about it. I think it's important if safety changes are ever going to be made. If we're ever going to live in an America where fewer than 45,000 people die every year through gun deaths, I think it must start with constant conversations, discussions. People need to know, people in power need to know that ordinary people care about this issue and that it's a life and death issue and to keep it in the forefront we must continue to talk about it, to debate it, but to keep it in the fore, Lisa. That is crucial. So I thank you for giving us a platform today to discuss this terrible tragedy that we suffered in Bridgeport.
0: Well, thank you very much. And our condolences, Frank, to the family as well. Please send our condolences to the family. and. Please let them know that WICC is another outlet, it's another forum for them to come on and talk about their anguish and the randomness and the unfairness, the unfairness, the tragedy of somebody who's just going out at night to have a nice time and being killed by a stray bullet. It's just, And you know, because these people are not famous, it becomes unfortunately too often a one-day story. That's the world we live in. If people are famous, they just get more ink. But how many more non-famous people have to get killed, really? Or how many more famous people have to get killed before we stand up and pay attention? It's, it's, it's endless. It's endless.
2: Well said, Lisa. Thank you for having
0: me. Thank you. Frank Reckie of News 12 giving us always the skinny on what's happening in our own community. Thank you so much, Frank Reckie, for being on the show.
1: Hold up.
4: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
0: Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.